Hey y'all, this is Jamie. Welcome back to the Enduring Faith Podcast. This is episode 11 and I just want to share something that's been challenging me lately. I recently saw a post on Facebook that said something like, stop saying you're blessed, you're just privileged or something like that. And it really, it just challenged me because I know that I use that term a lot, that I'm blessed, we're blessed, it's such a blessing, it's been a blessing, these things are a blessing, etc. And so to see that one of my friends obviously feels that um, people like me (laughs) who say that I'm blessed or our situations have blessed me or whatever, that, that it's just that I'm privileged. And so it challenged me and I wanted to dig into it and just, you know, figure out what's behind that and what it means to me and what my stance would be on that. And, um, you know, I had an opinion right away when I read it, (laughs) but I don't post, I don't ever post my opinions on things like that because it's easy to just quickly type something out and then I know I'll regret it later. So I just like to think about it. And so this is one of those times when it challenged me and I just wanted to go to God's word and come up with my stance on how I feel about that, not based on my human feelings, but based on the word. So I'm just going to share with you what I learned in that and what I feel like um, God has been saying to me about it. And, you know, usually if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I kind of talk and then I'll have like some how-tos or steps of things that I've learned regarding the topic. And I don't really have that today. Um, I don't have how-tos about this. I don't really know yet. It's just something that has challenged me. And I'm just sharing with you some of the things that I learned when I dug into it. And just so you know, it turns out that the main focus of this episode is actually contentment, but I have to explain how I ended up getting there. So the first thing I did was look into the definitions of privilege and blessed. And so I looked up the Webster definitions first, and the definition for privilege is a right or immunity granted as a peculiar benefit, advantage, or favor, a prerogative. And a related word to that, to privilege, is birthright. So we're going to come back to that in a little bit. But uh, the definition of blessing is a thing conducive to happiness or welfare. And then blessed is enjoying happiness, bringing pleasure, contentment, or good fortune. So I thought that was all interesting, but I wanted to dig into the words in the Bible or the Bible translations of the word blessed. So I don't know if you've heard of blue letter Bible, but if you like to study the, um, the meanings of words in the Bible, like the actual Hebrew and Greek words in the Bible, I recommend checking out the website, blue letter Bible. It has every verse in the Bible with all the different translations and everything. So Anyway, that's where I went to get this. So in the New Testament, the Greek word, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, but this is the way that I think it's pronounced. Makarias is 
the word blessed in the New Testament. And the definition for it is being in position to receive God's favor as being an extension of his grace. So there's the word favor again. And if you'll remember, that was the word used in the Webster definition of privilege. So that word, makarias, is in the New Testament 50 times. And it's in 49 verses. And that's all information you can find on Blue Letter Bible. Um, this verse, James 1.12, is, uses that word, makarias. And it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord promised to those who love him. So that is one example of this word blessed, makarius, which means being in position to receive God's favor. And then in James 1 verse 25, it says, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So that's another use of that same word saying that um, that those people are in position to receive God's favor. So then I'm sure you guys know about the Beatitudes in Matthew 5. And that's just a stream of verses talking about um, who is blessed. And it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are the pure in heart, etc. And then in Luke 1, 45 is one of my absolute favorite verses. It says, blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And then Luke 6, 21 is another one. Blessed are you who hunger now for you will be satisfied. So those are just some examples of the word blessed in the New Testament. And then in the Old Testament, there are tons of uses of the word Barach, which is Hebrew for blessed, and it's used 330 times in 289 verses in the Old Testament. 62 of those times are in the book of Genesis, and you might remember that it says that God will bless Abraham's descendants, basically because they'll be the image of God himself. And so that word means to kneel in adoration to God or vice versa, God to man. So the way it's used in the Old Testament is either saying God blessed people or the people are blessing God. So those are just two types of the use of the, of the translated word blessed in the Bible. But I want to point out that there are spiritual blessings, which are eternal. We can't see those blessings. That's the decision you make in your heart to follow Jesus, to, you know, admit and believe that he is the king of the world who died on the cross for us and that we will go to heaven because of what he did for us. And that is the ultimate spiritual blessing, which is what the verse in James um, one twelve said, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord promised to those who love him. So that is talking about a spiritual blessing. 
And then there are earthly blessings, which are temporal. They don't last um, material things or um, favor on earth, favor from man versus favor from God. Um, and I feel like in James one twenty five, it talks about that when he says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And so by it saying in what they do, that to me means that it's an earthly type of blessing. That's not a, um, a blessing like, like in James 1.12 when it says you'll receive the crown of life. That's an eternal blessing. You don't receive the crown of life on earth. You receive it when you die and you get to go to heaven. So those are just two different things that I discovered while going through this. But then it's like a rabbit hole. That just got me thinking about even more things like can God bless us with earthly blessings or will he? Does he bless us with earthly blessings? But then I go back to that verse that says they'll be blessed in what they do. But then before that, it says the people that will be blessed in what they do are the ones who look intently into the perfect law, the word of God and continue in it, not forgetting what you've heard, but doing it. So, so walking out what the Bible says and how the Bible says to live. But we all know people who have been seemingly very blessed in, by earthly standards. And our human nature is to kind of question, like, how do they deserve that? Or what have they done to deserve that? Or you know, we say in our mind, our pride gets in the way and we start thinking, well, I'm a better Christian than that person. Why do they get that? And I don't get that. Or, you know, you know, they don't go to church on Sundays. Why do they get to drive that car or whatever? We as humans have this tendency to think that you have to live a certain way in order to be blessed immensely by God. And basically what I've just felt the Lord saying to me during this research is that he is always just we if we know his character and we study his character and who he is we know he is good god is good we know he is just we also have to understand that fair is not equal so when he blesses us fairly in his eyes it's just in his eyes it's not going to be equal and so what what my blessing is is how he's blessing me. What your blessing is, is how he's blessing you. And we just can't compare. We cannot compare blessings. And we all have heard the saying that comparison is the thief of joy. And this is no exception. Blessings cannot be compared. And this is, this is just what I've learned <laughs> in studying through all of this. And it made me think, too, of a time when I was in Mexico on a mission trip. And I remember thinking that these people that we were there to minister to were so full of joy and contentment and blessing. I mean, they were blessed, but they had nothing. They did not have nice, fancy houses. They didn't have cars. They didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have a lot of the things that we take for granted and don't even consider blessings. 
we just consider those as necessities or, um, you know, things that everybody has. And these people didn't have those things. And I just remember thinking, well, how can they be so happy? (laughs) How can they be so full of joy when they don't have all of these things? And it's perspective, right? It's, it's our idea of earthly blessings will shift based on our circumstances. And so we can get a shift in perspective sometimes when we step out of our bubbles that we live in and see that there are people everywhere who aren't looking around. They're not comparing their blessings and their content with what God's given them. So it made me realize that if we're constantly comparing our earthly blessings to what other people have, then we easily start to feel bitter. We think the value of our own blessings goes down somehow in our mind. We become jealous. We call them privileged. We decide they can't possibly deserve those blessings. And that's what I was referencing earlier. We think, how could they possibly deserve more than me? And a lot of that comes from this idea that we have to work for God's favor. And that is not true. Um, God's favor is by grace alone. And so I just had all these questions. So like, do we have to deserve blessings? Like, no, God doesn't expect us to work for blessings. It's all by his grace, right? But then are there restrictions to God's favor? Can we decide who deserves what blessings, whether it's earthly or spiritual, you know, a lot of times we'll do that. We, we, in our minds think, well, that person will never go to heaven or there's no way, you know, God could ever forgive them or, or whatever it is. We have all of these prideful thoughts that we're better than somebody else or our situation is better so that we must deserve better, or we should have some, Um, better privilege over them or whatever. And we all know that God doesn't work that way, right? So I just, I wonder how would our world look different if we chose to celebrate each other's blessings and favor when, when they're being favored by God or, or by man and recognize God can and will bless us differently. Like what would that world look like if we could put our pride aside and celebrate one another, and cheer each other on, and get excited when somebody else gets blessed, even if we don't. I just think it's an important life lesson to understand, you know, that fair is not equal. They're not the same things, and that's what I what I mentioned earlier. You know, God is just, God is fair, but he does not promise equal earthly blessings anywhere in the Bible. It never says, if you, if you love me or do these things, I will bless you in this way. So that's where we have to be really careful when we begin to judge others. And so one of the comments on this post said something like, if we say we're blessed, then we're essentially saying that the people without the stuff that we have are cursed. So like the, the, if you're not blessed, you're cursed, or if you don't, have these things, then you're cursed. And that really, that really just struck me. I didn't know what to think about that because I've never thought that. But the fact that somebody thinks that really got me wondering, like, where does that come from? This idea that if I call 
my new house a blessing, then if you don't have a new house, then you're cursed. That was the intent behind this comment. And I I just, I really struggle with that, you know, and I, I do often wonder like, why do some people have to struggle? Why do some people seem to just have blessing after blessing when other people are struggling to survive or struggling to have clean water or food on the table or whatever it is? I don't understand it. I certainly don't know why God does that or, you know, why he doesn't swoop in and rescue some people or, or whatever. And then I also can see where, you know, there are people who don't have all of these things who are perfectly content and don't cry or call people names or, or attack other people because they have something they don't. They are just content with what they have and they see it as a blessing. Even if it's not something that we would consider a blessing, they consider themselves blessed. So like I said, I just, I'm struggling with it. I don't understand, but what I do know is that God is good and he is always in control. He loves all of his children. And as a parent, I have to think of it this way, that I tell my kids all the time, if they get upset over, you know, why does he get a new shirt and I didn't get a new shirt? And I have to explain to them, you don't need a new shirt. He needs a new shirt. You know, there's, there's different things. Fair is not equal. I'm not going to buy all three of you a new shirt just because one person needs a new shirt. So in that, I mean, I know that's very simplistic and that is not something, you know, I'm sure God's version of that is way different and complex, but in my mind, I like to simplify things. (laughs) So I think of it that way. But I just have to trust that God knows what he's doing and that I feel like when I am blessed by God, that it is my responsibility to steward that well. And I believe that whatever he blesses me with, that I am going to call it what it is. It's a blessing. I don't want to be guilted into not calling it that because it might offend someone or, or, you know, that someone would think that just because God blesses me that he or she is cursed because they don't have the same blessing. Um, but I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him for every blessing and not just big things, not just material things, but every blessing, my salvation, especially But here's what I know. Envy is quite the opposite of contentment. So it's really hard to see our own blessings when we're busy comparing what we have to other people's blessings. And jealousy creeps in, bitterness. And it's really hard to to be content. And contentment, like joy, is a choice. We have to choose it. We have to decide where we stand on this issue. Either I'm going to be jealous and I'm going to question God on why that person gets this blessing or whatever, or I'm going to choose to look around my own life and look for the blessings and thank God for every blessing that I have that he's given me and not compare my blessings to the person beside me, to a neighbor, to a friend, to some stranger on Instagram 
I have to, I have to choose to recognize how God has blessed me and what he expects me to do with those blessings and how I'm going to steward those blessings well. And going back to James one twenty five again, where it says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. That's what I want to choose for my life. I want to choose to, to study the word, understand how God says that we should live and actually do it, not just read about it and not just hear about it in church, but actually change my life daily to live in alignment with God's will and recognize that the way he blesses me through that is a responsibility and that I need to steward that well. And I need to make sure that if he's blessing me, that I'm furthering his kingdom with my blessings. And so that's just a challenge that I feel like God has given me through this crazy Facebook post that I went down a rabbit hole about. But I just wanted to share that with you. I just really felt like he was leading me to talk about this. And it actually feels kind of bizarre because I don't know that I even had like a full point like I normally do with my podcast with steps, you know, things to do. But I just wanted to bring it up and just challenge everybody with this this concept of calling people privileged if they say they're blessed and let's just take a step back and take an inventory of our own blessings and celebrate each other without comparing and just praise God for what's most important and the most important blessings are the eternal blessings so let's not forget that well I do have one how-to that I just thought of the gratitude challenge is coming up in September so This is a way that I challenge the participants to find things to be grateful for every day. So if you have been struggling with contentment or wondering why, you know, where God is and why he isn't blessing you, then I really challenge you to come and join us for the 21-day Attitude of Gratitude Challenge. It starts September 12th and it's only $10.00. There's a link on my Facebook page and on Instagram. If you'll go to my bio and click on the link tree, you can go to it from there or just go to my website, www.coachjamiemiller.com and go to the shop my faves bar on the menu and click on shop. And then it'll be the first item. You just click on it and you can pay with PayPal or by credit card, either one. And you'll be enrolled and you'll automatically get the journal to download and the scripture cards to download. And then you'll be um, connected into my Facebook community and we'll just have an awesome time together for 21 days in September. So go ahead and sign up now and get your spot. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and I'll be back in two weeks.